of the morning to you, Cisa. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe, ole, latte, da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning. Me clean to live. 
morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And good morning, Minister Hill. Good morning, Dr. Erica. And good morning, Chetline. It's a wonderful morning. I love it when the weather changes to get cold. I love cold weather. As I took my communion this morning, my thought was how he made it so easy for us to commune with him. He made it so easy. It doesn't take much <laughs> to to talk to him. He calls it prayer. Yeah. To partake of his body and his blood. Hey, uh, bread and wine, or bread and juice, or whatever you have. Mm. Making him, you know, your focus when you do it. And he made it easy us to love him. You know, last week when we were talking and uh, I forgot what I was going to say, I remembered it later on. We were talking about love and God made it easy for us to love him. When I got saved for real, (laughs) I began reading my Bible and I asked the Lord, well, how do I know if I love you? Because I, if I said it, it didn't feel genuine back then. Mm-hmm. So I had to ask, how do I know if I love you? And like I told you before, he just said, keep reading, keep reading. He never answered. He said, keep reading. And then I ran into it, how to love him. You keep his commandments. And a lot of people think that's hard. It's not hard to keep his commandments. He made a way for you for when you fall. All you need is a well-made-up mind. Mm-hmm. And you can keep his commandments. You can keep his word. And when you sin, when you fall, you repent and you turn. That's all. He made it easy, easy. And some people think it's so hard to be a Christian. It's not hard. It's just the devil's way of thinking. So, Lord, I thank you. Yes, God. For coming from heaven to earth yes. to live for me, to live for us. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me, for dying for us on that cross. Mm-hmm. And, Lord, I thank you, for I know you coming back for me. Woo. You're coming back for us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. So let us lay aside. Every care and every weight for a moment to partake. Just focus on the Lord. Amen? Yes. First Corinthians eleven twenty three through 26. I guess I can see to read this. My eyes watered. <laughs> for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye 
as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. A prophetic act. Thank you, Lord. Again, I say, Amen. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I wanna, I wanna play this song here for a minute, and I want you to come back. And um, I have, a, I have, a, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna open up another mic. I want you to stay here for a minute, okay? Okay. Can you do that this morning? Yes, ma'am. I got time. Okay, because I, I want you to give um a little testimony about life. The Lord wants you to speak about life, okay? About life? L-I-F-E, life, being alive. Okay. <laughs> being alive. Something, okay. Something you and, um, hold on one minute. Natasha, is this your line open? Yes, ma'am, good morning. Good morning. It's something that um, Minister Hill has to do, but to speak over after you give your testimony, all right? Okay. When when you give your testimony, I want you to, um, I want you to tell the chairline what your definition is of crazy peace, okay? Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, it's going to be good. I know it is because God said it was going to be. But um, I, I just want to play this song. And when I play the song, Natasha, you come right in, all right? Okay. And then Minister Hill, uh, when she finished, according to how God gave it to you to tie in with that, I want you to t- tell us about life and being okay. alive. Okay. 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 What the Lord wants this one.
Amen. Good morning, Tadline. <laughs> this is Natasha. Wow. If I had a song to to a song that would be like my theme theme song for the last couple of days, it would be Get the Shackles Off My Feet So I Can Go <laughs> I just wanna praise him. <laughs> I just want to praise him. Now, I'm not a singer, but that's the, that's the song on my heart for the last couple of days. So my testimony starts, um, uh, if I had a reference point, it would be the 24-hour fast that we were called to do for the tagline. Um, and then there was a warning that was given, and he said uh, the warning was our faith would be tested. <laughs> Now, I said to myself when I heard the warning, our faith is tested every day. <laughs> so this warning must be, mean that this test is going to be a humdinger, right? So the interesting thing was this fast, and I remember, um, Dr. Shepard, you had mentioned this too. This fast was a challenge for me. <laughs> it was a challenge. And I've done, I've done fast, and I've never really broke a fast, but I end up breaking this fast, which is, which um, you know, I got I got the understanding of that when you when you find when you hear the um, testimony. But um, I broke the fast. I've never done it before, and the uh, the bad part was I talked myself out of it. <laughs> I talked myself out of it um, during the time that I was going to the Lord. I kept hearing the word fear, fear. Then the Lord said. You have nothing to lose but fear itself. I said, okay. Now, I've overcome many storms. <laughs> uh, I've overcome this. I've overcome that. So I was good. You know, and you know, you, you have that confidence assurance, as we were saying yesterday, that I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I have nothing to lose but fear itself. And I'm a spirit-filled warfighter, right, from <laughs> the chat line. So I know I, I'm going to handle this. I'm going to handle this. So the Lord, um, the Lord said this to me as I was write, writing up, you know, some of the notes for today. He said, I'm taking you from glory to glory. I'm taking you from glory to glory. Um, so when I think about taking me from glory, glory to glory, it was, it's this elevation, you know, and, and for me to get to the next step or the next level, it would require me to get from under the thumb of Satan. <laughs> I had to, like, there were so many things that I felt that I was limited to. Um, so I prayed during the fast and the, uh, I asked the Lord to get me from out of the, the hands of Satan. Um, I needed to stand on my own feet. And here we go. I needed to enjoy life again. <laughs> I needed to enjoy life again. That will require another level of independence. Um, it will require that I stand on my own feet. And my first thought was, what about my children? What about my children? And for the for people who've never heard my testimony before, I have two children. Um, both are on a spectrum, but one one requires a lot more um, help. And um, so now at this point, I need to uh, 
find find these times. And then a lot of the stuff was taken from me during this COVID because, you know, things changed. So I didn't have my weekends free anymore. Um, a lot of the, the times that I would normally have free to do the work of God, you know, when I was writing my books, I didn't have it anymore. So I did have a court order that said that there was par- the parenting time was based on, um, like, the, dad's parenting time starts at 3, my parenting time was a different, you know, whatever the schedule was. I wasn't enforcing it. Why? Because of the fear of who was going to do what was going to happen to my children. Um, and so this time I had to enforce it. I had to. Like, I felt like this was that level of independence. Now, I, I, I talked to Dad about it. I told him he had to do it, and there was so much resistance. <laughs> there was so much resistance. I'm not doing it. You do it. I'm not doing it. But I said, no, for the first time, I'm putting my foot down. I'm putting my foot down. So um, all the way to that 4.30, that 4.30 was the time my children uh, got out of school. All the way to 4.30, I said, if you don't pick them up, then they're going to be there. Now, for me, that was, that was torment because <laughs> it was my children. And the test of my faith was like I had to... I had to trust and believe that God was going to work it out for my children in somebody else's hands. Mm. Mm. And that's where the, you know, that self-sabotage can come in <laughs> because here I am trying to be free and I'm putting myself in positions where I'm still being held captive, if that makes sense. So um, I had to wait. And during that time, it was it was just like, you know, how the fast was. I, I got to that point and I kind of talked myself out of it. So at, at that 4.20 mark, that 4.30 mark, I started to talk myself out of it. <laughs> I said, no, 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 I'll go get my kids. I'll go get my And I said, no, no, stay here. Stay here. And the Lord said again, you have nothing to lose but fear itself. You have nothing to lose but fear itself. 4.30 came. For 431, I mean, Dr. Erica, it was the longest minute of my life, 433, yeah. and then I got a message, where's the boy's jacket? <laughs> I said, oh, he got the kids, he got the kids, he got them. So now I'm moving to the next step. So what else do I need to, like, get released from, okay? I needed that level of independence, and I was praying for provision, financial provision, um, now that the time was there, now I, I said, Lord, I really want a job. I really want to work. I wanted to have, I wanted to bring in enough income that I could, again, release the, that shackle of financial dependency. And um, at that time, where I would go and pray in the morning was in my garage. And this was another place. It was cluttered with things from this, um, from, from someone else, I'll put it that way. Um, and these were areas where I was still allowing the enemy to come in and try to, t- you know, take over, being, being too nice. So all of these things was cut, and I didn't have my place of peace, my place where I would meet God. And I, I put my foot down on that one, too. I said, these things need to be picked up by this time or it's going in the trash. And the person that they sent to uh, remove all of the clutter, or I should I say clutter, but these were their items. The person that they sent to, to move all of the items 
was a the husband of a really good friend of mine. Hadn't talked to them in forever based off of the same situation. But um, so when, when I found out who he was, I immediately called his wife. And I said, you know, your husband is coming to pick up the items and transfer it to um, my ex at the time. And he said, uh, he, she said, oh, I didn't know that. So I said, yeah, now that I have the schedule down and I'll have my weekends back and I have my, you know, my days where he's picking them up, I can work now. And this lady said to me, you know what, Tasha, you helped me five years. It was five. It was about nine years ago. You helped me with my son. Her son has autism. And I gave her the same thing people gave me. I gave her, you know, I helped her get to the doctors, help her understand some, some things, help her put them on the, the supplements and the therapies. She said, you help me with my son. I'm, I'm going to help you. She said, um, I got the perfect job for you. I said, okay. So she said um, she works for uh, an optri- uh, she works in the eye the, the eye doctor um, work for an eye doctor and she she was like don't worry about it I'll I'll train you I'll do all this stuff because I had no experience <laughs> so she said just send your resume and a picture because I know what they're looking for <laughs> I said okay she said oh they're gonna love you I said okay. I've sent in my information. They called me the next day. Come in at this time. And I said, okay. So I get in into this place, and the man and his wife sits down with me, and immediately he introduced himself. He said that he, would, he used to live in New York. Um, he, he didn't know what he wanted to do when he was young. He said, but then I found God. And for the whole interview, this man gave me his testimony of how God transformed his life. <laughs> Woo! I said, wow. And then he asked me, what is this way of the righteous? Because I had that on, I didn't have too much history, work history, so I had to put, you know, the ministry down as part of what I've been doing. Right. And, and I told him about the ministry, and I told him about, you know, deliverance and all that. And he just said, I am very intrigued by you. It's something about you. He offered me the job, and he gave me the – my salary is the same amount of money I would get in alimony and child support. Wait a minute. The salary that he offered me is the exact amount of the alimony and child support that I get. Because so, my, my prayer – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go. you go ahead. My prayer was that I was, if I wanted a job that would completely release me, so if they never gave me another penny, I would be completely independent and free to do what I needed to do for myself and my children. And my salary matched. He said, I've never started someone with no experience with this amount of money. He, mm-hmm. he kept saying, there's something about you. It's something about you. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> so we know what it is. We about to learn. Hey. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So God answered the prayer. He did it swiftly, but it required that I let go of another level of fear. And that was so interesting to me because 
you know, at a certain level, you think, oh, I'm good. I'm good with this. I'm good with this. But it was, there's, there was those hidden, hidden things that were still in my heart. And it was about my children. I mean, it's natural for a mother to, to want to, like, be there for you, for your children. But this was, you know, you know what I'm saying? That this was holding me back from what I needed to do. And, and it was really holding me back from having life and life more abundantly. No, yes, ma'am. You forgot to tell them two things in your testimony. How close okay. is to your house and your kids? Sixteen minutes. Sixteen uh, minutes away. If something was to happen, I can get to my children in sixteen minutes. Sixteen minutes, and it's a family-oriented business, so. They understand when you have a family emergency, um, the, the people that all of my coworkers, they'll, be, they'll say, oh, we'll cover you. Don't worry, go. Because I had to stop and go get my children for the first day. He said, don't, don't worry, don't, don't, even, don't even rush. You'll be good. Lord, yes, ma'am. Ma'am. Yes, now, how, ma'am. How does that fit in with that book you wrote, Crazy Peace? Crazy, crazy peace. It's a peace which surpasses all understanding. <laughs> that's what it is. It'll guard your heart and your mind. And that's what I needed in order to get past that overwhelming anxiety that was trying to take over me when I had to release and let go and trust God for my life and my well-being in this next step. This, this, this is all new to me. Um, and to, to step in it, it takes a level of peace, the same level of peace that, you know, uh, Jesus had when he would sleep on a boat. It seemed crazy. Why are you sleeping in the storm? <laughs> it seems crazy. You know, the same level of peace that you see on a, I, I see this in, a, in the action movies all the time, where you'll see the action hero. Uh, he's just sitting there, not even responding to what's around him because he is taking in everything around him to see where, what's the out, what's the, um, what do you call it, the way out. He's looking mm-hmm. for the way out. And everybody mm-hmm. else is in a panic mode, you know. That's mm-hmm. what crazy peace is. Instead of going into panic and going into fear, it's waiting patiently for God. Mm. Yes, Lord. Okay, I guess that's my cue to uh, to uh, talk about light. And actually, I'm gonna go backwards. I'm gonna start with the with the peace that Natasha talked about. Yeah, I did a. I was called to teach, preach at a church, and. Um, my subject matter was the fruit of the spirit of peace. And when mm. I began, it was so hard for me to separate peace from the rest of the fruit. But the Holy Spirit stepped in, and he had a word. He had a word. He had a word. And I'm just going to give you the, the main part of it. And then the Holy Spirit said to me that God is the author of peace. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus Christ is the son of peace. The Holy Spirit is the giver of that peace. And we, the people of God, are the recipients of that peace. So that peace you had was the Holy Ghost. Many people try to resist him because they don't know when it's the Holy Ghost. But mm-hmm. when that peace comes over you, you're exactly right. You can't explain it. If you don't know it, you can't explain it to anybody. You've got to know this peace within your own self. You've got to know it. Mm-hmm. I know that peace. You know that peace, Natasha. I do. <laughs> I do. A lot I of do. people here, Dr. Erica, and a lot of people on this TED line know that peace, because that peace got a name, and his name is Jesus. He's the son of peace. He is peace. So that was uh, that was my main point, and I wish I could go into more, but I'm not. But uh, life, being alive, nope, let me back up to the clutter. I've been in that same place lately. I keep telling my husband, I got too much stuff. I got to get rid of this stuff. We got two storage units outside. I moved stuff from the house to the storage unit. The storage unit's full, and see, I got good stuff. And if I get my stuff away, I want to give it to people that are going to take care of my stuff. I used to do the yard sale. We have this thing, this 100-mile yard sale just passed a weekend ago, I think. And I used to take uh, Daisy's clothes. And sell them And I got tired of doing it So I will take her clothes And give them away But like I said I want to give them to somebody That's going to take care of them Because her things are not hurt Her things are practically new She ain't got nobody to to rough house with And get out there in the yard And roll and tumble She doesn't have that So her things stay in good shape But And I got closets of it I would give away, like, the school clothes, the play clothes, and I would keep the little dresses that I paid so much money for, thinking, well, I'm going to have a grandbaby one day. <laughs> and I give them to her. But I got to get rid of this stuff. It reminds mm-hmm. me of cleaning up my own life, my own spirit. Don't allow my spirit to be cluttered with yes. stuff and other people's problems. I tell people mm. when I meet them, if it's a female and we begin to to get close, I straight up tell them, I will separate myself from you quick. And I had one girl to ask me, she'd say, uh, well, if I ever do anything, tell me. Nope. Because if you ever do anything, you know what you did. I don't like being lied to. Because you have no reason to lie to me. I don't lie to you, don't lie to me. I hate it. And people will talk and lie just for the sake of conversation. If I have nothing to say, I say nothing. I listen. And people, and I just let them, I let them talk. You do you, I'm going to do me. But And I'll separate myself from a person real quick. God did it. He started doing it to me. On my job, every time I get close to somebody, keep moving. 
and it kept happening. So I looked up towards heaven one day, and I told him, I say, okay, Lord, if you want me to be by myself, I will be. And I began to do for myself what he was doing in my life. I move people. I move away from you. And there's always a reason, always a reason. You give me a reason, I move. Mm-hmm. So a lot of pe- a lot of times you can't hold on to friends because they don't mean you. They don't mean you no good. Mm-hmm. And I began to see that he had uh, separated me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's my word? I can't think. Mm. Anyway, I began to do it for myself because I saw him do it. And that's all a part of life. You can't have everybody in your life, even if they want to be your friend, sometimes you can't. Just like when I wouldn't talk to people on the phone when I was sick, I knew I needed to get my strength back before I allowed certain stuff in my spirit. I knew that because that COVID took every, you know, it just took my strength. But God is good. God is faithful to do just what he said. And when I got up out that bed to do, I told the Lord, I said, now you have spoken through the mouth of your prophet. Why do I feel like I need to lay here? I got up. I wasn't feeling the best when I got up and started to wash clothes, but I got up. And that's when I stepped out that door and I heard something break. I say it's over. Because the first test I took after leaving the hospital was positive. And uh, that was on a Thursday. That was the next Wednesday it broke. But it was the next week that I took my test, and I knew it was going to be negative, and negative it was. (laughs) So, but all that, getting back to your answered prayer, you know what I call what God did for you? Favor. What? Favor. (laughs) Can can I add something real quick to what Minister Go right said ahead. earlier? Okay, I'm I'm going to read to you. Mind you, this book has been published and written years ago. So, oh God, you want to hear the first? The uh, I'm gonna say the first couple of lines of the introduction to my okay. book to the book. Yeah. It says, "This is a story about how peace saved me, not the peace you experienced." sitting by a lake or lying on a beach. I'm talking about crazy peace. It's crazy because it's unexplainable. In yes. fact, it's beyond understanding. <laughs> exactly. They have to know it. They have to know that yes. to get yes. it. So, you know, I, can't be, I know, I know, I get it, I get it. But if you don't know it and you're talking <laughs> to a body that doesn't know it, they leave mm-hmm. baffled. Because there's no way they can understand it unless they have experienced it. No way. I didn't understand it. I had to. The other thing is the the subtitle of the book is called The Stepping Stones to Emotional Healing and Wholeness. And the stepping stones are the fruits of the spirit. And Mm. the last one, the last step is peace. So you have to, you, it's almost like they build on each other to you step right. into peace. Like you can't have peace. 
<laughs> Amen. You can't have peace if you haven't um, mastered uh, uh, forgiveness. You can't have peace. Well, I should say you can't have peace if you don't have forgiveness. You can't have peace without being faithful, but not to people, but faithful to God. You, so all of those fruits have to come before you enter into his rest. Amen. Mm. Amen. Yes. Yes. I, oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. For, oh, God. This is good. <laughs> and that, that answer prayer, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. That took yeah. your faith and God's favor. Oh, and you don't walk, not everybody walks in the favor of God like that. <laughs> that is not easy to come back. I always remember what T.D. Jake said, favor ain't fair. <laughs> That's the way he said it. Favor ain't fair. <laughs> See, a lot of people are getting jealous. And see, a lot of these people will be your so-called friends. Why yes, would a friend ma'am. get jealous? What? How could a friend not just be happy for you mm-hmm. because they aren't who you think they are? My husband tell me all the time, he say, you don't trust nobody. I tell him, I say, God didn't tell me to trust. God told me to love. Mm-hmm. I can love you and not trust you. <laughs> I have to love you. Love is a choice. I have to love you. But Mm -hmm. nothing says I have to trust you. And I've always been that way. I didn't get that way when I got grown. I got that way in high school. Mm -hmm. And I tell people straight up, I am not a trusting sort. So you talk to me all you want. Um, You know, (laughs) I'm listening. But it's like I'm trying to sort out the mm. truth from the lies you may be speaking because people like to cover the truth and I don't like that. Yeah. Just tell it mm. like it is and and let mm-hmm. let that be. But we're living now in the latter part of the sixth day getting mm. ready to enter into that seventh day of rest. That thousand yeah. years. We're in the we're mm-hmm. living in the last part of the sixth day. Yes, God. So, you know, enjoying life. You spoke about enjoying life. Enjoying life. I look at a lot of people, you know, you go to church and sometimes church gets long. A lot of people you mm, need to sit down, you need to shut up. And I used to be this way too, mind you. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. I can go to church as long as my spirit man is being fed. I can stay there all day, all day. I can enjoy. A lot of people think, well, I don't want to be a Christian because Christians don't have no fun. What Christian you been talking to? That's what I want <laughs> right. to know. What Christian can't have no fun? I can mm-hmm. have joy and fun and peace. All right here by myself. Mm. I don't need a club. I don't need a gathering. I can do it by myself. So they don't know how to to live life according to God's word. I can hear the spirit speak. And oh God, when when I'm when I'm in my words, the Holy Ghost get to talk. Doctor Erica, know 
I get so full, I have to walk away. I have to walk away. Just like when he gave me that message on peace, that I only had like 15 minutes because there were others that had to speak. And I had to tell the Lord, I can't tell it all. I can't tell it all. You, He's steady giving it to me and giving it to me, and I'm writing all these pages of stuff, but I can't tell it all. So, you know, you have to allow people to build. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, faith to faith. I can tell you something, and then, like, what we both did about peace, we both did, but you went deeper into mm-hmm. it in your book. We That's how mm-hmm. we grow, faith to faith, glory to glory. Glory to glory. Amen. <laughs> glory to glory. Amen. I, Amen. I remember... Um, it's it's almost like every um, Dr. Erica, when you say the Lord told me this this morning, <laughs> oh yeah, I know you believe because you know you just go with whatever He said. You just say yes, Lord. But I can tell you how profound it is when we come on as listeners and followers, and like, oh my goodness, because <laughs> I remember so many words for the last couple of weeks that was speaking right to me. Like I would pray in the morning and I would get online and he would answer right through the message. And that whole glory to glory, it was very difficult for me because I really thought, I really thought I had a grasp on things and I didn't think that I was holding myself back. That, oh, holding myself back. That was a whole nother level. And one of the messages that you had this week um, spoke about that. So, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Limits. That's what it was. You were talking about limits. Limiting God in you. There we go. That was the word. Limiting God in you. And that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. And it took that peace. Me trying me not trying to fix it for other people. Mm. You know, me oh God. Because that's what I was in the world. I was a fixer. You know, oh you broken? Let me fix you. But that's God's job. Mm. <laughs> that's God's job. I can take you to Christ, but it's not my it's not my job to fix you. I don't have that power. Mm. 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 You know, as you spoke, yes, you know, glory to glory. I had to tell my sister one time. They don't like for me to tell them this, and so you know, but I had to tell her. She taught Sunday school, and. Uh, she said, I finally made it. I got there. And I had to tell her, I said, you'll never get there. because." And she was talking about what she had learned. I said, there's so, so much that we will never learn on this side. Yeah. We'll never know it all. But see, I'm teachable. I know I don't know it all. So you can learn, a, you can hear a word from a drunk on the street. If God can use a donkey he can use a drunk. If you just sit down and listen to him, mm-hmm. you never know mm-hmm. who God is going to use. Never. Amen. But like I say, he used a donkey, but did that make the donkey a prophet? The donkey was not a prophet. People give you a word and automatically they think, well, I'm a prophet. No, that's not so. God simply used you to give a word. So people need to understand that. You give one word and it comes to pass and you think you're a prophet. No. Mm-hmm. That does not a prophet make. But 
life. When I was young, sitting in church, I would hear the old people say, the older people say, you know, I thank God for waking me up this morning, clothed in my right mind, with the activities of my limbs. And as a child, I didn't get it. And many grown-ups still don't get it. You think Mm -hmm. the alarm wakes you up. God wakes you up. Nobody but him. You, You talk to people, they like to tell you their secrets, and you say, well, why don't you pray about it? Why don't you t- go to God and, and ask him about it? And oddly enough, they treat that like, well, like he doesn't know. He doesn't know already. Mm-hmm. God knows your thoughts before you think them. God mm-hmm. knows the words that are going to come out of your mouth before you say them. So in life, whatever goes on, I don't care if it's intimate with you and your husband, I don't care if it's you and a friend, you and whatever. Take it to Jesus in prayer. Like I said earlier, with, with, with communion, that's what the word the Holy Spirit gave me this morning, how God made it so easy. It's not hard to serve God. But mm-hmm. in order to serve him and do his will, you first have to know his will. If you don't read your Bible, a preacher will never cover it all. And a preacher, if he cover it all, there's still so much more hidden that he doesn't know. You can't get it all from one preacher. Yeah. So there's so much more out there yet to be uncovered. As many times, and it ain't like it's a whole lot, but it's the times that I've read through my Bible, as I read through it now, God's showing me more and more and more. Mm-hmm. So there's always a revelation. There's always hidden manna that he can ex- open you up to if you let him. Because nothing is hid from him, nothing you do. But just as the warning, we are in the the latter part of that sixth day. So at the end of that sixth day, Jesus is coming. Because on that seventh day, we're going to rest, just as God rested on that seventh day. So my life is hidden in Christ. If I fall, my life is hidden in Christ. I get up. Mm. My mandate in my ministry uh, the name of it is For His Name's Sake. It was a women's ministry. And I kept thinking, Lord, when he gave me that name, For His Name's Sake, For His Name's Sake. It's incomplete. There, there's something. It's not. It took a another lady talking to me to make me get it. And I finally got it. For His Name's Sake, it's totally incomplete. God does what God does. For his own name's sake. It says it many Mm -hmm. times in the Bible. Mm -hmm. For his own name's sake. Because this life is not about us. It's not about us. We got to live it. But we are to glorify God. To the praise of his own glory. Just as Jesus did. 
He came and he showed us the way. That makes it easy. All we have to do is follow the New Testament in his blood. Follow your New Testament. And not to say we put away the old, because I'm a full gospel believer. I believe every word, and that's something else I tell people. If you, if you can't believe every word, you may as well not believe any of it. We don't get to pick and choose. We don't get to make a separate way of getting to God. We have to go through Christ. But I'm going to stop right there. Because when you get me to talk about the Lord, I go on and on and on. And see, these are the people that I converse with, people that that's what we do. We talk about the Lord and we both can just, Go on and on and on. And I love mm-hmm. it. I find mm-hmm. such great joy in just that. In just that. Just talking mm. about it. Amen. Amen. Natasha, you want to um, have the final and then uh, close it out. And I want you to pray. Pray for the people that's wanting that God will do for them what he did for you. Yes, Lord. Oh, Father, we just thank you. We glorify your name, God. Father, we ask you to forgive us for those things known and unknown that we've done that didn't didn't lift your name, didn't uh, glorify you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We forgive those who have wronged us, those unforgivable things, Father. We let them go in the name of Jesus. We let go of all anxiety, all worry, all concern, and we trade it for your peace, Lord. You said in your word that you would give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. It will guard our heart and our mind in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the crazy, in the midst of what looks like it's going to just overtake us, that you will give us a peace. You will give us patience, Lord, so we can wait on you. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your transforming power and fire that you have given us from your Holy Spirit that lives in us. As we keep to you and we discover us, Lord, with your blood. Mm, thank you, God. Renew us. Renew us and our minds and our emotions, God. Mm, and our emotions give us a peace. Give us a peace in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask you to look over our families today. We ask you to look over our households today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, because we cannot thank you enough, Lord. Amen. And it is so, and it is so, and it is so. In Jesus' name. Jesus Christ is Lord. This is a song that my father-in-law wrote. The title of the song is You Keep On Blessing Me. Over and over again. Come on, y'all. Over and over again. Here we go. Come Let's on. try this with your hands. Come on. Woo! Oh, yeah. 
Okay. I can move. 